It's officially the second day of February, which is weird to me that we've gotten this far into the year already. AJ and McCall on Utah's VFX, and today is Groundhog Day. Now, 2-22, everybody was super excited about, and we have the view from the groundhog, and he he saw his shadow, which I, I got to be honest, I don't remember which one that is, so I got to do like a quick look on it, but he did. He, uh, Punxsutawney Phil, saw his shadow, um, which means that I, I think we're getting six more weeks of winter. Is that right? I I don't I don't remember. And winter will go on for six more weeks. If he does not see his shadow, we will get an early spring. I I feel like I, I feel like I always have the gusto to want to remember which one's which, but never do I ever. So anyway, six more weeks of winter looming, which is on track, I think, for the way that this last couple of weeks of winter has gone. It's been a little bit bitter. Um but anyway, regardless, two twenty two twenty two, super good day today. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm a fan of it. So you can let me know if you believe in the groundhog and his predictions. Six eight two five five is the number to text. Just start your text with VFX. Coming up, we got what you need to know in Utah, which of course includes a look at your Hollywood news and gossip. There is a big announcement that came out yesterday that we got to talk about. We also have to talk about who's going to be singing the national anthem for the Super Bowl. I'm really, really, really excited about this and uh, trying to figure out when when a baby in Hollywood is due. So we're going to get into that. That's coming up in just a couple of minutes. First, though, we got brand new music from the weekend. This one is called Sacrifice. Happy Wednesday morning. It's AJ McCall on VFX. So a couple days ago, AJ and I had a lovely conversation about phrases that everybody misuses. It's AJ and McCall on Utah's VFX. And one of the things that we kind of got into was how confusing it was. Because everybody says happy as a clam and we couldn't understand where the phrase came from and had to do a whole Google search on it to understand that it meant happy as a clam in high, t- high tide, right? which then led to the conversation, how do we really know that clams are happy? Did we talk to their therapists? I don't think so. So there's new phrases that have been released that there's a study saying that there's old sayings that are going extinct. People under 50 would never say things like flash in the pan. I don't know what that means. I gotta be honest. Dead as a doornail is another one. People kind of use that one every once in a while. Steal my thunder Eh, I guess people aren't really using it a ton. Raining cats and dogs, I don't think is ever going to go anywhere. And then be there or be square was the other phrase that people are saying are just going away, going extinct completely. Beating a dead horse was another one people are saying is going away. I don't know. I don't think any of these phrases are going away. Minus the flash in the pan, because I don't even know what the heck that means. But you, you go through these I actually learned something really cool because be there or be square. I thought, I, I don't know if this is really true, but be there or be square was changed because it means you're not around. Get it? Like a circle. So shapes. We love that. Anyway, I feel like some of these phrases are sure going away, but I want to create a bunch of new phrases. I think it's fun. One of the ones AJ always says, Jesus uh, Pete is one like that one. Um, I want to know what your favorite, maybe replacement guess word is replacement phrase is if we're going to be going through this route, six, eight, two, five, five is the number to text. Just start your text with VFX. Yesterday we had the debated eights and we ended up of course chatting about age before beauty or something along those lines. So the saying is age is just a number, and we've talked about this previously on the AJ and McCall show, and they, you know, whatever works, works. Who cares what the gap is? For sure. AJ and McCall, Automation's Group Debated 8 on VFX, and apparently the new trend in dating, or the one that specifically spiked that has gotten attention, has been younger men seeking out older women. Okay. Specifically, I guess they did a focus on this website called OlderWomenDating.com, and okay. 60% of younger men of any age are attracted to women more mature and older, usually somewhere in the 5 to 10-year-old, 10 10-year-up 10 range. 
And the reason they say why, four main reasons. Mature women have more experience when it comes to everyday life. They are often achievers with advanced experience in their work field. They found their way in the world, are self-sufficient, self excuse me, and independent, and they have refined their personalities and social skills, offering them leaving them most, more self-assured and confident. Okay. So, yeah, I don't want to take anything away. Yes, but I, I feel like generally that's applicable to most people. Like, that's what happens when you get older, right? Mm -hmm. You advance your career. You kind of realize who you are. You learn. Right? You adjust. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's just the general rule. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe women do it better. I don't know. I'm not going to say one way or the other. Maybe they do. Um, but the reason this bugs me is because I feel like what it is is collectively, younger men have just been like, nah, I'm just going to let somebody else take care of it. That's yeah. how it comes across. And it's like, guys, come on. Dude, I, that's exactly how it comes across. It's very much like, oh, let's capitalize on this. Like, I know that you've learned all of these things and that's great. I don't want to do it for myself. That's how it feels. Yeah. Very much that. It's like, cause again, I feel like all the things they say are applicable about older women, I think are generally applicable across the board for men, women, whoever. Mm -hmm. You you advance your career, ideally, because you picked one and you put the time in and you figure out who you are. And yeah, I would, you, by the time you're in your 30s, you ought to be at least somewhat self-sufficient, right? You sure. had to, you're an adult long enough. Mm -hmm. But then this thing just sounds like, I'm going to be, I'm going to do the stupid stuff I want to do. And I want someone to bankroll it. That's really how it's coming across to me. Yeah. And I, I can't stand it. I would I would 100% agree with that. Because it's so dumb. It, yeah, it really is. The other part of this that really is um, like fascinating to me is that they think that the older women are going to be like, oh my gosh, a young kid. How nice. False. No. <sighs> no. Because if, if these quote-unquote older women what was it five to ten years five to ten years older if these quote-unquote older women are looking at this situation they're like yeah no <laughs> well the funny thing is i'm curious i would be curious to know so if you're in a, if you're a woman older than the man by by let's do like not like three years let's do closer to 10 get close to 10 okay like how is it like because like i went through an experience because, right, can we acknowledge the male fantasy, right, is to be older than the girl, right? Sure. And it, it's so dumb because I went through the process like you're talking about. Uh, when I got laid into college where I decided I didn't want to date anyone significantly younger than me because I thought it was annoying. Yeah. Because we all go through a lot of the same dumb-headed mistakes. Correct. We're going to mess up the same stuff. We're going to lack maturity. We're going to have no idea what we're doing. And I'm not saying that's bad. I'm just saying when you get into different stages in life... I, at the time, didn't have patience for it. Right. I wanted someone who was closer to my level so we could work towards something as opposed to me trying to go one direction and someone sort of playing catch up. Mm -hmm. So I completely agree with you. Yeah. If I was older, I'm like, I don't want like, to tolerate that crap. I want someone who's going to help me Bro. achieve as yeah. opposed to someone I'm dragging along. Yeah. My apologies, but I was never going to miss Florida not because how could I miss that dumb, dumb, dumb energy that's going to pick up my day, AJ McCall on VFX. So without further ado, let us get to the two stupid headlines of the day. All right. So we got headline number one, which involves a guy who shot out the windows of his own car during a road rage incident. I mean, I guess at least he didn't damage anybody else's car or potentially hurt anybody. But, I mean, yeah, I, I don't get it, but cool. So there's story one. Then we got story number two. An all-out brawl broke out at a golden corral over steak. It's a lot of, like, angry energy today. Uh, okay. Just answer then one question. Were they, like, out for good? Like, they were, like, out for good? Or was it, like, we're out at the moment? Um, It seems like it was because somebody who was there first got his steak yeah, somebody before him got his steak that was there first. Okay, well, if not they, there first. If they have some, they oh, will yeah. put more out. That's the way they work. Yeah. So uh, patience is a virtue. It's not. Uh, basically, it's because they ordered it rare and this guy didn't, and so he was mad that theirs came out first. So oh just it's bad. It's stupid. Oh. But that's why it's in Florida or not. As far as I know, no one has ever gone to the Chuckarama and found out that they ran out of something temporarily and then just be like, that's it, and then just started swinging. 
Like, it's a buffet. The way the system works is there's a lot of food. There's going to be a lot of food. And if the food runs out, there'll be more of it eventually. Probably. That's how it functions. I mean, I feel like there's a lot more brawls in a Chuckarama or a Golden Corral than we really give credit for, though. Secret Senior Fight Club. That's right. AJ McCall, Florida, not on VFX. Two full stories, please. So we got story number one, which involves a guy who got in trouble after uh, shooting his gun at another driver while traveling down the interstate during a, you know, of course, road rage incident. That's so stupid. So anyway, he's singing, singing a tune. Driver behind him honks the horn. Uh, cuts the driver off, then they shoot out the window towards him, I guess. But what happened is he ended up just shattering his own window and not, you know, whatever. Then he threw a water bottle at the SUV. (laughs) Thank goodness. So hear me out. Like, I get it. Road rage, obviously. You're not at the most logical of moments, but Mm -hmm. even if you have a hand crank window, it'll take... What, four solid cranks to get that thing down? Yeah. Yeah. Dude can just, and I'm not cheering for him to actually hit his target, but like you couldn't, just, and then, doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense, okay. but you know, so suffering road rage. He, 11 times is how many times was shot. That <laughs> through is a the lot. side window and his windshield. So, uh, please do some deep breathing exercises. Ooh, I mean, stop. maybe a little bit, a little bit of deep breathing. This is, wild like why i'm watching the whole video there's video footage of it this guy has like a dash cam on the inside of his car thank goodness where would the internet be without that footage in the world oh my gosh i don't understand i guess the other driver shot first what's going story one there's story one i don't understand then we got story number two major chair throwing brawl broke out at a golden corral during an argument over steak because Somebody got their steak first, and that's not how lines work, right? Fair. So they were surprised and and angry because somebody who was there before them or after them got their steak first because it it was rare. I, I mean, hate to break it to you, it you takes less want time to the cook. Rare steak? No. If so, yeah, exactly. Then you can have it. Exactly. So rare steak causes this brawl. Sometimes it does. Dozens of people were involved in this fight. People were throwing high chairs, regular chairs, glasses, tables, anything they could get their hands on. Punches were being thrown. People were screaming. Fortunately, nobody was seriously hurt, although there was talk of people bleeding and getting banged up, I'd assume, when I get a high chair to the head. I'm... I understand the frustration, but uh, it's Golden Corral steak. Is it that good? Like... The tension was high. It was palpable already. Uh. All it needed was the little spark to set off the powder keg that it was. What? That person who wasn't here first, Ghost? That's it. Let's rumble. The former employee joked on Twitter, trust me, the steak is good, but I'm not sure if it's two years probation for aggravated assault with the kid's high chair good. (laughs) That's fair. There you go. Two crazy stories. Uh... These are both super plausible because number one is a whole lot of what is going on. But number two, if there's one thing I know about buffets in general, they attract a more senior crowd, which, you know, is usually one of the first clues for Florida. So I think the nutsness of a powder keg of a of a golden crowd just waiting for something to erupt is enough for me. I'm going to go with story number two. It's not. I'm sorry. That one, that one happened in Pennsylvania. Pretty sure they're... Pennsylvania was just in Florida. What is going on, Pennsylvania? It's just high stress. You know, you got... You got Punxsutawney Phil who just came out, saw his shadow. Everybody's angry. You got six oh, more weeks too. of winter, six more me- weeks of sadness. Somebody take a high chair to that guy. I know. Not really. We don't condone animal cruelty. <laughs> AJ McCall, Florida Not on VFX. Bonus Florida Not to come. Uh, Uber, the new way to catch cheaters. It's only a matter of time, Pat and Penny, before that becomes a show. But before we get to that... How would you like to be remembered when you finally call it quits? When you retire, when you call it a day, would you like to be revered? That's what everybody thinks about. Or would you like the whole world to stand up and give you an ovation and say, thank goodness that person's finally gone, but not the way you think initially. Legacy, not necessarily a question that comes up, I feel like, in everyday work, right? You don't think about how you're going to leave and they're going to be like, oh my gosh, they were the greatest cement mixer. Or, oh my gosh, greatest on air town. 
I mean, maybe something you think about, you want to do a good job, and you ultimately, I think everyday people think about, when I leave, I want them to kind of feel it. Whether that's good, bad, depends on, I think, your experience. Mm-hmm. AJ McCall on VFX. Speaking of Florida, the news finally became official late yesterday morning that Tom Brady was actually retiring from the NFL. And, of course, you say that name, if you're a sports fan, going to get a lot of responses, and I think most of them negative. But so, when he renounced his retirement, the way it went was... Thank goodness. So glad that guy is finally gone. And the question becomes, how do you want to go out? Do you want to be beloved like Peyton Manning, right? Sorry for those football fans, but he went out and everybody, oh, Peyton Manning's such a nice guy, right? Everybody's seen his SNL skits. He was on this past weekend. He was hilarious on the weekend update. He's beloved. Everybody said he was great. He was great. But he walked out and everybody said, oh, such a great guy. Or Tom Brady, you go out and people are legitimately cheering, not because he was terrible, because he was so good. Mm-hmm. People thought it was unfair and they're like, oh my gosh, finally, he's gone. Some of the rest of us have a chance now. How do you want to go out? I think I would prefer the second. I really do, because Tom Brady, whether you love him or you hate him, dude's got a crazy like schedule to be able to create the goodness that he, he did, you know, he, his whole focus is a hundred percent in any facet of his life. And so that's why he's retiring is because he doesn't, he's not going to dedicate a hundred percent of it to football and he doesn't think that's fair. And I think that's how I would prefer to do it is, I mean, I want, I want the, routine and the dedication that he has not to say that Peyton Manning obviously didn't have dedication because he did but I I want like that I like that because you know at the end of the day Tom Brady's like all right cool you hate me I'm still happy with what's going on right now well I can't stand it in general terms because people I think use it as an excuse to continue to be idiots the term is, right, if you don't have haters, you're not doing something yeah, right. Yeah. And you're not a super competitor. You're not going to make a lot of, or you're not going to make all friends yeah. if you're a super competitor because you're going to beat them. And they're not, people don't take losing well. It's they just don't. wired into the system. Yeah. And so at the end of the day, yeah, who doesn't want to go out and be like, thank goodness. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Please let it be real. Please let it be real that he's done so the rest of us actually have a chance. Just speaks to the utmost domination extended. And I think it's really interesting to watch the different reactions as one is considered the greatest of all time and one's considered very, very good. One of the best to ever do it. I mean, talking about Peyton and Brady, it's really funny because I think that McCall talks about the dedication and that is true. And I think, you know, while I hate the saying haters going to hate, there's definitely something to ruffling a, a little bit of feathers. Yeah. And if you are doing what you're supposed to be doing and doing it well, probably going to be some people on a long way who don't care for it. Yep. So back to bonus Florida or not. Patent pinning, because I swear to goodness, MTV, VH1, that whole network has got to look into this. But apparently the new way to catch a cheater is really, really easy. It's Uber. Yep. Doesn't matter whether you're tracking it or in this case, you're driving for them. <laughs> Cheaters will just come to you. Occasionally we play the game makeup or breakup in which we decide if that red flag or that incident is just too much to overcome. And today we pitch a new TV show to MV, MTV called Uber Cheaters. Ooh. Reminds me once upon a time, and it may still exist, there used to be a show called Taxi Cab Confessions. Kind of an expansion of that. I just only remember the cash cab. AJ and McCall on VFX used to be on HBO. Oh. It used to be pitches edgy and whatever. I don't know. Mm. Watch like a little bit. It, whatever. It doesn't matter. So what happened is a woman in Pittsburgh just asked her guy she was seeing do you want to go out and he said no no i can't going to a pittsburgh penguins game with a buddy of mine so she said okay well my friday night's clear i'm gonna I'm drive around uber i'm gonna make a couple bucks since i got friday night people are gonna be busy for sure so she gets signaled to come by some lady goes to pick him up in sits the lady in sits the dude she's Ooh, seeing rough and of course apparently what they locked eyes and all of a sudden the, the color from his face just drained as he realized whose uber he was sitting in out of his face it went. Nothing was said the entire time. Now, it is worth noting that apparently as she explains the story on the internet, because that's how we found out about it, that he first tried to say that it was a friend, mm. found out from a mutual third party. It wasn't. It was his ex. Oof. They apparently hashed it out. He apologized. But at this time, no word whether or not they're still seeing each other. The answer should be no. 
And I'm going to go with yes as well because they try to make the caveat in the story that they're not, they weren't apparently super serious. They just started dating. And so where's the line in terms of how, when you become official? But the thing is, the dude doubled down. Right. On, no, 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 it's, it's a friend. Right. That's the indicator there. There was your guilt. Yeah. Cause if he had, if he had just said something along the lines of, well, we're not like serious. So. Or whatever, you know? We're not exclusive. We're not exclusive. exclusive. Sorry. Did you want to be my girlfriend? Like, it, th- then it's just awkward. So I understand him not doing that, but also, yeah. To answer the obvious question as well, no, the fella did not book the Uber. That would That's why it's bonus Florida not, not Florida not, because he had booked it and be like, that name looks familiar. Oh, There's something know about her. that name. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Here's the thing. So what are the odds, right, in the city of Pittsburgh, which I'm sure has population in the millions somewhere, right? Right. What are the odds you're going to run into the, that kind of Uber driver? But, but, hear me out. If you're seeing someone and if you decide to step out, and I'm not encouraging any of this, but right. if you decide to go that way, I don't know, I would take a lift. Like, yeah. The girl I'm seeing takes Uber. I, of course, don't want her to find this out. I'm Let's not going to take an Uber. Lift. Not yeah. going to do that. Yeah. Why would you even take the chance? Why? Because that's, like, that's so awkward the rest of the night. Yeah. Like that poor lady, she's probably like, I don't want to do this again. Oh, yeah, it's over. I mean, and she's ex, she's still going to be ex afterwards. And then wait till she finds out the story, be like, oh, so that's why she was staring at you daggers. Like, what is she, two star ranking, just stared at boyfriend for a whole drive? Right, right. <laughs> Uncomfortable. Tense Uncomfy, silence. Not good. Don't go in this ride again. So the reason that I say that this should be a new show on MTV is that the stories have been a little bit few and far between, but that's the only ones we've heard. But if you don't, I think it was in France, I want to say there was a version of Uber where the dude went and Ubered to his mistress's house, Mm -hmm. but he had a shared account with his wife who then booted it up, found where he went, tracked him down, and then found out he was there. And then the dude tried to sue Uber saying that it caused his marriage to fall apart, skipping a few <laughs> steps along the way I mean, there. Yeah, obviously it was Uber's fault. I I'm, I could be wrong, but I don't think they charged the, the the car that takes you to the bank robbery. No. Had no idea going on the way. No. So MTV, VH1, whatever, call us. Get on it. Speaking of vehicles, if there's one tip that definitely needs to be passed along at this point in time of the year, it's if you're going to start your car, double check to make sure you don't lock yourself out. Yep. That would be quite embarrassing. (laughs) Yeah. But along those lines, that is exactly what's going to happen. Well, either that locked in or out. Not your car, though. Place you're comfortable with-ish, or now you got to go wander somewhere else and explain what happened. They say the devil you know is better than the devil you don't. So would you rather be locked into a place you're familiar with but maybe don't want to spend a ton of time or find yourself free to wander wherever you want but you just can't go back to your home base? AJ McCall on VFX. Now, again, the one tip that I think everybody always needs to be cognizant of this time of the year is if you're going to start your car, make sure that it's unlocked so you can get back into it. Yeah. So what happens if all of a sudden... You lock yourself out of your house. You find yourself unable to get in your car. So now you can't get in your house. Would you rather have that happen? Or let's say, for whatever reason you decide, you're working late, you're a hard worker, and you get stuck at work, and you're locked in. There's no way to get out. You set off an alarm. You don't want to deal with the police. Would you rather be locked in work overnight or locked out of your house for a long stretch of time? Hmm. Obviously, it's wintertime right now. Very much so. My my, my home, if I get locked out, I have ways to get back in because I have, you know, a doggy door with our dogs that's always open or easily maneuverable. So I think logically that one would make more sense for me. Um, but I also don't have any sort of an issue with staying in my place of work overnight because i'll just sleep i i have this weird thing where i can sleep basically anywhere she has slept on the floor here yeah so that's make do the thing okay so the huge downside for me because the answer like feels like getting locked here at a house well 
ideally you have somewhere you can go or family, friends in the area, right? Feels like real quickly it can turn into a survival show with the weather we have right now. Because like, all right, sun's going to go down. Temperature's going to plummet. We got to find shelter. It's the first thing we got to do. We got to find shelter. So you got to get out of the cold. Yeah. The thing that's a downside for getting locked in this workplace, because overall, yeah, whatever. There's at least one person that's in and out. People are kind of in and out the building. It dwindles. But there's some people around. So there's that. But the fact is that it is semi-haunted. Yeah, a little bit. Is the one thing that would bug me out because when we did our prank a couple years ago and Producer Butters and I were here super late at night setting up the prank, Mm -hmm. I am convinced something kept showing itself to me out of the corner of my eye, but the second I looked, of course, it wasn't there. Right. And it gives me the creeps. And we've had these small little subtle encounters enough that people try to say, well, I don't know. And then you give them a little bit and they're like, well, maybe, Maybe, and that's the only thing. Like, if we had to be locked out, locked overnight out into this building, locked in overnight into this building, I wouldn't be like flat out no. It's also not like the meme where it's like stay in a haunted house for a million dollars overnight. Not that quite that bad, but a little bit, a mm-hmm. little bit of trepidation. Mm-hmm. One caveat is, you know, I guess you don't have to worry about anybody controlling the thermostat. You have complete control of that. It's true. But so I, I wouldn't get cold. <laughs> thank goodness. I think the answer is the devil you know versus the devil you don't. At least then I know I'm inside, figured out, going to be there. I mean, unless it's the weekend, then that's the worst. Like, uh, if it's Friday going to Saturday, eh, you know, I don't think I want to be locked into work. I think I'll take my chances finding somewhere else to go. Yeah. Would you rather be locked out of your place, let's say overnight, your home, locked out overnight, or locked into work overnight? Boss comes in the next day, man. Really hurt early, man. You know, you know me, boss. Right here, team player. Turn that um, into brownie points. Always a little disheveled, though. I just, you know, just focus, focus. Sorry, my mm-hmm. bad. Speaking of the Thermo Fisher poll of the day, one of the things, of course, we ask you to vote on throughout the week is Park Narks. Monday, we gather up two terrible contestants. We think to ourselves, try to logically for about a day, say, what were they doing? Come to an inconclusive conclusion because no person in their sane mind, like these two trucks, who are competing for kingdom of the truck pack, would do that. But they did, and now we need your opinion. Gotta appreciate McCall taking us behind the scenes. Give us a little bit more explanation on what the heck is going on in Park North this week. And if you haven't seen it, Utah's VFX on our Facebook page, AJ McCall on VFX, because... Each winter season, I think all of us see at least one truck decide, I'm going to conquer that ice hill. That's right. Conquer that snow hill. That's right. And in nominee number one, a little bit of that. It's definitely parked over snow, but more importantly, it's parked over snow in on at least part of the sidewalk, if not all four tires. A little tough to see on these angles this week. And nominee number two is seemingly also parked up on the curb, though no snow, at least in this one. We found out they're trying to assert their dominance, trying to gain control of the truck pack, you know, like dogs. Yeah. So I guess the question is, is who should be voted head of the dog pack? It's not just who is the most annoying this weekend, Park Narks. Which one should be the leader of the trucks, as condescending as that can be? (laughs) I honestly am going to be surprised if number, I think people are going to be more mad with number one even though it's less inconvenient, I feel like. Because, I mean, nobody was parking there anyway, and there's no other, like, walkways around it. I can't tell. Does it look like to you, if you look under the front of the nominee number one, is there a parking lot on the other side of this truck or no? Yeah, I think so. Okay, so there is a parking lot. I think so. And so it's not like it's, I don't know, it's not really inconveniencing anybody because nobody's Mm. out there walking on that random patch of snow patch of snow slash sidewalk because it doesn't it if you look at the picture itself it's like the sidewalk just begins right there so the only person who would be parking there is whoever or who would be walking there is whoever is getting out of that snow parking spot surprise it's that guy probably true because like nominee number two is parked sideways yeah on what looks like up on the curb Mm -hmm. With a little grass area that's just between parking spots, so like nobody walks there either. But it is taking up two, well, three spots with its length that it's parked horizontally, and when they run vertically, so eh, vote for who leads the truck pack. 
aka who's the most annoying. For Park Narcs, on our Facebook page, Utah's VFX. Of course, if you see terrible parking, submit your nominees, Utah's VFX, to Facebook, to Twitter, to Instagram. Speaking of Park Narcs, speaking of being in your vehicle, a bunch of Americans were surveyed and said, yes, I want to go on a road trip. I absolutely, ask me now, I had time, I'm going on a road trip. One caveat, I don't actually want to perform the important parts of the road trip. I got bad news. That means you don't actually want to go on a road trip. You just want to be chauffeured everywhere. Oh, yeah. That's different. With COVID, of course, still doing its thing, sort of, and after a year and a half plus of potentially having options kind of stripped away, yeah, who wouldn't want to go on a vacation? Who wouldn't want the mental break to get away? AJ McCall on VFX. So when asked if Americans would be wanting to go on a road trip, 61% said, heck yeah. Nice. If I didn't have to drive. Oh. About that. You see, the way road trips are supposed to work is that everyone comes along and everyone shares the driving because it's it's generally a little bit longer. That's why it's a road trip and not a, hey, we're going to go make a stop at mm-hmm. the road trip. So you rotate through the driving. What you're saying is, I just want to be chauffeured for the vacation. I want the same effect as a plane, but just in a vehicle. Yeah. And that's not the same thing. The ironic thing is that 61% of Americans said they'd be down for a road trip if they didn't have to drive, while on the same survey, 40% of them said, oh, well, we're the, I'm the best driver I know. Like, I, I'm, I can't do it right now. I'm kind of tired. I'm mm-hmm. kind of tired, i got to be honest, mm-hmm. so I can't drive right now. But, like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the best. I'm the best. What? <laughs> okay. So this, this reeks to me, again, of the conversation we got into yesterday of the am I a jerk about the the aunt who wanted to charge for piano lessons. Right. And the sister, a little background if you missed yesterday, again, AJ McCall's show, uh, anywhere podcasts recorded, you'll find it. When the aunt had been giving her nephew lessons for free, two years straight, she charges $80 normally for an hour. She gives him an hour three times a week, asked her sister for 40 bucks. She said, no, no, we're family. And then got the mom involved. I was like, oh, no, we're family. It feels like the same thing, right? Like, yeah, I would love to get in a car because you got to kind of like at least the people you go on a road trip with because it's compact space for a very, very long time. Yeah. You're like, I like those people. I want to go with those people. But you guys can do all that. Like, I, you got it. Like, you don't need me. You got it. Like, I I don't need to drive. I'm the best driver here, clearly, right? We know that, but right. no, you got it. Right. It reeks of that all over again because it's like, well, I'm I'm too important. I don't want to do that. I'm not going to do that part. Yeah, when Dustin and I, we drove to Texas when his dad moved down there, what's it been, eight and a half years ago at this point, and he drove the entire way, but also we had, like, just started dating, and I was a bad driver, and I was not a good driver. See, but that's the other caveat of it. Like, it's not like you actively chose. I'm sure if he would have asked for stretches, you would have been like, yeah, I can I can man the wheel for a minute. Yeah. But if it's a difference. There's a difference between you saying you won't do it and people telling you not to. Because if the people in the group say they don't want you to, that's a bad sign for you. You're definitely not the best driver in the group because there's a reason they said, nah, pass. Right. So I ended up driving part of the way home once we got to, like, Provo. I drove us from... Yeah, I drove us from Provo to, like, Ogden. So it wasn't, like, awful, but now if we go to, like, St. George or anything, it's definitely just, a like, a flip switch. We can decide who's going to drive. If we no. drive my car, I drive. Totally. If we drive his truck, he drives. Yeah. When I road tripped in college in Florida, we all decided five of us. We're all going to take turns driving. Made the drive down. Uh, two of us drove. It was miserable. Those two were not allowed to drive again. They did not drive on the way back. Again, not a good sign if they don't want you to drive. But this is like saying you want to go on a road trip and not drive whatsoever. Is you? I just want you to take me on vacation. Mm-hmm. That not how it works. It's very rude. Don't do that, please. Don't do that. Speaking of driving, there's a new promotion out from a certain pizza place where they will tip you if you come get carryout. Now, it's in response to as... Many places are dealing with a work shortage. But here's the thing. It's, quote, a tip. It's not, but, quote, a tip. Not really a good sign. So the question becomes, drivers, delivery people, how is tipping going as the pandemic continues? Now, who's going to turn down a little cheaper pizza or a little extra money, depending on how you look at it? The answer is nobody. Right. AJ McCall at VFX for the Automatrix Group debate at 8. And apparently Domino's, to kind of combat their delivery driver issue, has started this new promotion where they tip you $3 to do carryout. Now, unless you order, like, one pizza, maybe two. Yeah, probably two. Two's about the outskirts. $3 is a terrible tip. Mm-hmm. But 
as you're thinking about it, maybe you're going in to avoid the tip and the delivery fee and you wanted to keep it cheaper anyway, so it's a win-win. So my question actually is, as proponents, the A.J. McCall, I feel very strongly A.J. McCall show proponents of tipping. Right. How has tipping been in the pandemic? Because on one hand, I feel like you could definitely make the argument that you would hope that people realize and recognize while they weren't able to go out, right, and all the delivery services skyrocketed, you had a ton more options because they started connecting with Uber Eats and all that. Those people are doing something, servicing me, and they need money too when all these people are losing their job or initially in the pandemic. Or did it go the other way around because people were maybe out of the job, people were penny-pinching a little bit, waiting to see what happened, and all of a sudden they start reeling it back, start pulling back on the tipping. Did it get worse? 68255, the number to text, start your text with VFX. Because in all honesty, I'd like to say I feel like I tip a little bit better, but the truth is I feel like after the conversations we had on the show going over tipping plenty of times, but I felt like I, I got really comfortable in the standard of, you know, this is what I tip for for delivery or waitress, whatever. It's a good tip. And then, I you know, when I go to pick stuff up, I'll leave a tip for the host, a couple bucks here for the hostess, tip everybody for, for doing a great job or whatever. I feel really good about that. I don't know that the pandemic necessarily affected my tipping, even though saying I feel like I probably nudged it up a little bit, maybe. Probably should nudge it a little bit. I think for myself... It was more, I mean, I tip more because I know that there were less people who were going places. And so obviously when you're waitressing a table or something and you're limited because you can only seat every other table rather than having every single table filled, um, I, I tried my best to do a higher percentage. I wouldn't go out if I didn't know that I could tip well. I just got a message from a friend of mine who's a delivery driver. He said, honestly, in some ways it got worse, in some ways better. I think some people realize, oh, yeah, people need money right now, and it's a little scary to be out and about, and we're nice tippers. But then there were other people who would make me drive 15 minutes of the snow to give me two cents. Yeah. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> that really sucks. You know, it's funny because I, I, I'd like to think the people around me that the pandemic was a – I don't want to say a wake-up call. That that cliche is overused too much. But I think a little bit of a wake-up call because then once you didn't have the option, right, at any given time to be able to go wherever you wanted or to have to deal with that, mm-hmm. I feel like that was finally the wake-up call that kind of, oh, you know what? Like, they're doing something for me. Like, I, a little extra. Here's a little extra for you. I feel like that's what I've experienced around me. The thing that worries me, though, is if we ever get back to normal and for i think in a lot of ways in terms of the food part right we're sort of back to normal just the worker shortage do you think they're going to go back to normal they they bring it back down they scale it back a little bit i don't think so i don't think so fingers crossed on that one delivery drivers how has tipping been has it gone gone better people have appreciated you a little bit more cuz of the own issues they've run into or has it gotten worse people trying to pinch pennies and they think that tipping is the way to do that as opposed to as McCall said if you can't afford to tip you shouldn't afford to go out or if you can't afford to tip you shouldn't afford to order out because it's one thing it's not it's not like you you shouldn't shortchange the server but I mean the delivery driver's like driving mm-hmm. picking it up mm-hmm. coming to you dropping it off like there's a whole lot more like to shortchange that one for the for my first that you got two sedge driving 15 minutes no, that's ridiculous that's absolutely insane. <sighs> Speaking of insane, so $3 tip, Domino's tipping you, by the way. Get carry up. $3 tip, a little bit nuts. Also nuts. So there's there's solutions in place. And when we come on, we go into Florida, not some of the stupidest stories we get are people going for a job interview and then rob the place or they leave their ideas, their ID somewhere so that they could be figured out rather quickly. Why would you go to an Airbnb? Where, because it's somebody else's house, they have to get all the information from you Mm -hmm. and then steal. Secondly, why would you take something as important to someone as I'd imagine a cat is? Oh my gosh. I love the videos on Facebook as much as the next person. When some couple or somebody goes to a foreign land and they see a cat or a dog and they won't leave them alone and they adopt them. How does that not tug at your heartstrings? Yeah. So I admit I love those videos. AJ and McCall for the Automatrix Group debate at eight. But that's when you're in a foreign country. And look, nothing against those countries, but it seems pretty well convened that that animal's in a rough spot. Mm-hmm. So why in the heck, if you were going to travel from L.A. up to the San Francisco area, the same state, 
Would you be like, oh, that cat is adorable. We're staring at staying at an Airbnb. Excuse me. Yep, mine. They're just going to take this home. Come on, Mr. Nubbins. Why? Uh, you can't do it. You can't do that. So this happened. Now, the the allegedly, right, allegedly stole a cat. And the, the caveat is that they maybe thought the cat was a stray. What happened is they took the cat home and a vet in L.A. said, uh, by the way, I'm down here in L.A. I've got your cat because it was microchipped. That's so bad. Just FYI. Uh, and apparently it's been two months since the owner of the Airbnb got the call. Can't get his cat cat. Can't get his cat back. Oh, that's devastating. So not that's only, where like disappearances start happening. It's ridiculous. They so not only do they take a cat. How like how do you take a, pet owners? And I know right. We're supposed to make the caveat: having a pet is not the same as having a child, right? right. So I got yeah. that. Mm. But the attachment is it's damn sub- close. If not, it's substantial. <laughs> how do you like get that call? How do you get that call? Be like that cat you just took that there's no way you're that attached to. The cat you just took belongs to someone. Yeah, we're gonna keep him. Yeah, this is mine now. Thank you. You I can't just the justification behind it. I don't even want to know. I don't even want to know where they were like, oh, yeah, this is reasonable. I I am blown away because like, how do you go on vacation? Like souvenirs is one thing. Whatever, you can bring stuff back. You know, in the States, you can get away with a little bit more stuff, right? Because you're just road tripping up, I think, and road tripping down. Or flying either way. You're in the same state. It's like a 45-minute flight max, mm-hmm. if that. Mm-hmm. And you decide you're going to bring home a responsibility. Like, mm. who does that? What? I These people exist in the world, and that terrifies me. Yeah, as they should. It should scare you. Can I just say really quick, though, did you talk about like getting in... Some form of the real estate, like flipping houses, whatever, all that. Mm. I would think, tell me if I'm wrong, if you were to do that, you would be, I don't want to say intelligent because I'm on the side of the person who lost a cat, but like, I don't think I would leave my pets at the Airbnb. Mm-mm. Not at all. That Absolutely also deserves not. some criticism because like, what what are you doing? Like, I hope you, like, I'm sure it was on there, I would think. And maybe not. Maybe that was the problem to begin with. Maybe it didn't say, also, there's a cat there. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, well, the random. Bye. I wonder, if cat. I wonder if it was just like an outside cat. There's no way that I would be able to just let my dogs stay. I'd be like, <laughs> no, yeah, that's right. fine. Again, 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 I say, pets are not the same as chubb. It's like, hey, by the way, uh, thanks for staying at our Airbnb. Heads up. Our kids are going to be there. Don't worry. They'll be out of your way. Like, if you can make sure they're in bed by, like, 8 or whatever, like, it's cool. Like, mm-hmm. we'll see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no! It's terrible. No, I'm not going to do that. Oh, my gosh. This is just... I... Don't do mean things. No. We leave it at that. Like, just don't do mean things. Don't Please. steal pets. Would, Please I, don't. The, I think the strong one. But you find out you accidentally, somehow, coincidentally did steal a pet... I don't know. Give it back. And then you decide you fall in love with a cat. Good news. I'm not sure about specifically in LA, but I feel confident in a city that big. There are cats to be adopted. There are. Feel confident in that statement that you can you cannot steal one. Like you can go get one for next to nothing. They're out there. Yep. So earlier this week, we talked about uh passing on some friendly advice as being in the valley, dealing with mountains and that snow to the north uh Midwest, who's getting ready to get bombed with snow starting today. Right. Talked to my dad last night about it in classic dad fashion. Response was pretty predictable, but the question then becomes to have some fun with it, right? Everybody's going to be safe. Yeah. What are the emergency preparedness rules? Wrong answers only. Because there's one that made the list. (laughs) And I think it's real close for home from a call. Wrong answers only is always so much fun because there's some people out there, I think, whenever we get to play this game, I heard that go, no, 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 I do that. And then you're, oh, I mean, uh, just kidding. That's so stupid. Who would do right. that? <laughs> AJ McCall <laughs> on VFX. So I talked to my dad yesterday, right? Because the North, Mid, can make you say Northwest, Northwest already got blitzed. Mm-hmm. Midwest expect to get bombed with snow starting today. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, call my family. Ready for the snow? No, not really. I'm just gonna, I got you. You do anything for it? No, not really. <laughs> Classic dad. Yeah. Hope it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, wrong answers only. Started to put some together. Looked for some suggestions. Well, you know, right at the best pace on the internet. Here's one, McCall. I thought that I would just lob up to you and see how you decided to uh, deal with this one. Wrong answers only. How to, dis- to deal with extreme weather. 
Check road uh, reports constantly by asking on community pages how the roads are. Yep. It's snowing, but are they snow covered? We don't know until we ask. Ask again. Yep. Ask twice. Maybe even a third time, just for safety. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> others that made the list. Panic. Encourage others to panic. By yes. <laughs> Always. <laughs> uh, upload pictures of your snow-covered back porch. Upload pictures of crowded grocery stores. Yes. Buy every gallon of milk and every loaf of bread you can see. Yes. <laughs> Bingo. Is two gallons of milk enough for two days of snow? I don't no. think so. Better get six. Better get six. It's the same way, right? When you pack for vacation, you're like, all right. So I generally make it through like three, four shirts, five, six day stretch. I better take 10 shirts just in case. Mm-hmm. I may constantly catch on fire and I don't want to be left without a shirt while I'm on vacation. That's right. Or on fire. Drive your front wheel Camry up steep hills during the event. Take pictures to tell everyone how they should stay off the roads because it's dangerous. That's it. Dot, dot, dot. Because of you. That's it. Please do that. So dangerous. (laughs) So dumb. Start to hit a little close to home, you tie it a little bit. Oh, yeah. Smidge. Oh, yeah. The canyons and stuff. Just a little bit. Mm -hmm. Just a little. Last night, I was driving home from Green Canyon. It was was 845 at the earliest, 9 at the latest. It is pitch black. Yeah. It's nighttime during the winter. Right. There's a car I did not see come, and I'm going down Main Street. I did not see come until it was about like nose to nose with me because it was going the other way. Lights off. Oh. How? Maybe they went out. Uh, I, well, if that's the case, I mean, I guess there's nothing you could do, but <sighs> that scared the crap out of me too because it was just not, there was nothing. There were no lights coming in. There's a car next to me. I'm like, what is going on? Yeah. It's scary. You know what? Just to be safe, I know we're not supposed to get the emergency weather. Let's post our community pages right now. Let's do it right now. Just double check. It's a great idea. Right. Also, lastly, wear fun thermal socks and post pics them in front of your fire. Hashtag snow day. I love thermal socks. For what it's worth, I asked my dad because he told me so. It's supposed to start snowing today about 6 a.m. back home. And it's supposed to be an inch an hour for the first 12 hours. Mm-hmm. And I was like, are you going to take just take the day off? No, nah, I'm going to see how it goes. Probably going to, but I'm going to wait and see how it goes. Yeah, that's fair. You better. You better just see how it goes. All right, cool. Ah, I can't get out of Snowden. Darn it. <laughs> AJ McCall on VFX. Look, the saying is, and don't shoot the messenger, but the saying is sex sells, right? That's yes. what it works in advertising. Yes. And it applies across multiple things. Who forgets the Paris Hilton uh, ad campaign Hardee's ran once upon a time to sell a cheeseburger? Correct. It sold a lot of cheeseburgers. It, ridiculous. Yes. So apparently it's almost impervious. I think it met its match in Russia. Uh-oh. Because, I'm sorry, sex may sell, but people also don't like thinking about death. Right. Those two don't mix. No. The saying is that sex sells, and as McCall pointed out, Paris Hilton once upon a time sold a lot of cheeseburgers. Oh, a ton of them. And who would think that a bikini-clad woman could sell a lot of cheeseburgers, but it happened. <laughs> the answer is everybody. <laughs> AJ McCall on VFX. So now, what happens when it meets death? Oh, okay. Because a company in Russia, specifically a funeral home in Russia, Way has go. gone viral for using bikini-clad models to try and sell caskets ah yes that's always what i've wanted and i've got to be honest as a millennial with a dark sense of humor and all my jokes about death i still don't think there's a way you can just glamour that one up i mean do i get to look like the model that's trying to sell the caskets when i die are they gonna make us look like that like you know i bet they could do a heck of a plastic procedure on you if you're dead because you ain't feeling the thing so maybe i don't know that they're covering for it but maybe yeah and it goes even a step further. Now, I'm not saying one way or the other when it comes to buying caskets because, cool, but that seems like a purchase that nobody, like, pre-plans, right? You don't go, oh my gosh, there was a great deal on caskets. Good news, I got two for one. <laughs> two for one, exactly. I just don't feel like that comes up a whole lot. Nah. So, maybe, just maybe, is that what pushes it over the edge? Someone passed away, you're perusing in Russia, and you're like, okay, Got to find a funeral home. Got to find one. That one looks fun. This one, though, looks like the party one, though. These bikini models. You know what? I think we're going to go with this one. If it's supposed to be a celebration of life, let's go out the right way. And who's to say that we all can't have a little fun there? Because, you know, the person in the casket, their time is common. God, we'll say nice things about them. 
But if the Bikini Models are going to be around, why can't we all have a little bit of fun as well? Exactly. I Look, Carl and I have made plenty of case along the way that it's supposed to be a celebration of life. Let's make it a little bit celebration of life. Why do all the tube subs have to be that just the same thing? Let's pizzazz them up. Let's get some color, fireworks, screens, something. I'm all for it. I just don't think I'm in the bikini model area of jazzing this up. Fair. I didn't think at the last funeral I went, man, I wish there was a shot girl here right now. You know, I, I feel like maybe LED lights, some music, some oomtah, oomtah, oomtah. I could go with music. Totally. Not a bikini barista. Mm. Music, good. Scanted clad women, not exactly, I think, the message we're going for. Mm. Mm. Be yeah. interesting to see if it works. All of yeah. a sudden, casket sales through the roof in Russia because these bikini models are selling them like hotcakes. By the way, phrase that is dying. So there you go. Yeah. Keeping it alive. Keeping it alive. Until it gets buried in the ground. Correct. AJ McCall on VFX. VFX's Facebook roulette. What on your post just catches our eye and we think, oh, that's good. We're going to share it on the VFX Facebook page. AJ Knight, McCall Taylor, if you're friends with us on Facebook, that it could be your post we like and share. So, McCall, what do you got? Well, I landed on my friend Braden's post, and it says, things that no longer interest me. One, driving at night. Two, leaving the house at night. Three, driving in the winter. Four, leaving the house in the winter. Five, driving. Six, leaving the house. Here, here. Yeah. I laid it on uh, I Fancy Fandom. It says, imagine if you taught a bunch of mockingbirds or whatever to imitate dubstep and then release them into the wild. Oof. People camping at night in their tents listening to the sound of nature and then the bass drops. That'd be crazy. That'd be insane. <laughs> Those that are hunger fans, it says the capital was wrong. This is the best use of Jabber Jays. It's a great idea. You can win. Yay! The AJ Knight, the McCall Taylor, dubstep, hummingbirds, mockingbirds, whatever. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. The agent I, the McCall Taylor, find and add us across all social media. Same with Utah's VFX and AJ and McCall. If you missed anything in the show today, yesterday, last week, a year from ago, a year ago, or a year from now, because it'll be there, just search for AJ and McCall anywhere podcasts are, like Spotify or iTunes. We haven't taken our stuff down. It's oh, still there. Yeah. Just search for AJ and McCall, and it'll be there. Same with all of our social media, AJ and McCall, all together. Um. The message has to change. It's supposed to, we're supposed to see the sun tomorrow. Surprise. So that'll be nice. Yeah. It's not going to be any warmer, but it'll be nice that we see it. Yeah. Other than that, be safe, be warm, and until tomorrow afternoon for the AJ McCall Show. Tomorrow morning, don't do anything we wouldn't do. And thanks for listening to VFX.